thirsty. You got to stay on fire. You have to keep the fire. Amen. You, you have to really maintain. You have to really, <laughs> praise God, you got to stay plugged in. <laughs> like Dr. Law, he's plugged in. <laughs> I mean, he, he is really plugged in, and I appreciate that about him and his wife. They are plugged in. They are revivalists. Ready? Oh, yeah. I'm so desperate, 
next level. You got to stay hungry. Stay thirsty. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to go to the family, family CD and track number one. This song I wrote and it went around the world, literally went around the world. I, this song was known best in the Holyfield fight when Mike Tyson had not had lunch and he chewed Holyfield's ears. Holyfield had marched into the rain to this song, When the Spirit of the Lord. That was one of the first songs that God gave me that went around the world. So I wrote that song, and here is it in, in its entirety. T.D. Jake said, I know you wrote the song because you know all the verses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Put your hands together. When the Spirit of the Lord moved upon my heart, I would sing like David sang. When the Spirit of the Lord upon my heart I was sing like David sang I was sing I was sing like David sang I was sing I was sing like David sang All the 
days of my life. You may be seated. Go back to, go back to, <laughs> nothing is impossible. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing is impossible. And track number one. And, and, and then if you get dancing in your feet, move away from the, move away from the, <laughs> I am still home. No. 
Jesus. I can't go no, no further right there. I was overwhelmed by that song. That song got, got me, got me big time. <laughs> that song was written. We were in Amsterdam, Holland, and Brother Rodney, we we had a lot of people against the ministry, against what was going on, but a lot of miracles happened in that crusade. 
We got back on the international flights, coming back to America, and Rodney Howard, and we was all asleep, Jennifer and Eric, Eric, and we were all asleep coming back to America, but not Rodney Howard Brown. He was worshiping. He wrote about nine songs, and that was one of them, and he, we, we was coming back to the, Get, getting uh, changing back to the domestic flights in America. It's on a Saturday night. And he said, McCurdy, I want you to see these songs I just wrote. And so I said, sing them to me. He said, I don't have music to them. So he started turning the pages and I started reading the words. When we got to that page, I told him, stop, don't turn the page because I could hear the melody of that song. That Sunday morning, the next morning, we, we sung it for the first time in its entirety, just like that, at the river, nothing is impossible. I mean, we saw serious, serious miracles. I mean, a real move of God. It looked like when, 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 the, when God is the, the True churches and stuff like that is being persecuted. Is when you really see a move of God. Persecution it look, look like you could really see the real thing when the church is really being up against it through persecution. And I really appreciate that, uh, Brother Rodney. He's a he's a true man of God. Something was brought to my attention concerning my brother was talking to us bringing us back from the airport, and he was sharing his testimony, some of the things that he had went to, and he brought up worship. He brought up worship, and, and, and I wanted to, to, to touch on that just a little bit because the Lord, we, we, we are, according to Ephesians 1 and 6, we are to the praise of his glory. You want to see worship? Go look at yourself in the mirror. This is what God created. He created you to be a worshiper. We were created for the praise of his glory. He made us to be a worshiper. I, I, I see a lot of worship leaders that's not worshipers. In order to be a worship leader, you should first be a worshiper. You should worship, you should be to the praise of his glory. You should realize what worship is all about. You should re realize what your job is as a worshiper. And, and more than that, you should realize what God inspects. He, he inspects out of worship. And, and Exodus, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Exodus, Exodus 30th chapter. Exodus, the 30th chapter, I'll read a few verses from reading from uh, verse 1. It's talking about the altar of incense. The incense is, the, is, is what is made to burn before the Lord. You know, people talking about how, how uh, they, they, they worship, and, and as they worship, God inhabits the praises of his people. But really, God inhabits the people 
of praise. He inhabits the people of praise. The incense goes up, and God, and as that incense, the smoke go up from that incense. You at the at the curtain that separates the holy place from the holy of holies. Then God inhabits that, and then you can go in. Now we're not at that place right now. Thank God that the veil was of the temple was written twain from top to bottom. But I like how God showed us what worship was all about when he taught us concerning the incense and the altar for that, for that matter. The altar of incense was, was made and, and I like how the altar of incense was made. And in, in, in the first verse it said, and thou shalt make an altar to burn incense upon of shittim wood shall thou make it, a cubit shall be the length thereof, and a cubit shall be the breadth thereof, four square shall it be, two cubits shall it be in height thereof, the horns thereof shall be of the same, and thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, the top thereof and the sides thereof around about, and the horns thereof, thou shalt make unto it a crown of gold around about, and two gold rings. Two gold rings shalt thou make of it under the crowns of the, upon the, the two sides. Two sides. <laughs> Two sides of it shall thou make it, and they shall be for place of the staves to bear it all. Now, 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 I, I, I looked at that, and, and, and I really searched it out, and I studied it out because I really wanted to know what the incense, altar of incense, was about. And and I'm I am going to go to one more place, and that's that's. To, to see the ingredients of the incense, and and but when 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 I looked at, I I, I wanted I studied it and I wanted to know what it was about because I'm a worshiper, and I wanted to do it right and I wanted to know what worship was about. I don't I didn't want to be like Aaron's son that just offers up strange fire. Worship is not like that. It's it's not it's not something that you just do any kind of way. Worship is something that you do, and you do it God's way. He's the, he's the one that says the way it's supposed to be done, and that's the way he wanted it done. And, and even the, the ingredients, I'm going to read this part, and, and this would be uh, the sum total of what I'm going to read. And the Lord said unto Moses, take unto thee sweet spices, stacti, and arnica, and galbanum, these sweet spices with pure frankincense. Of each shall there be a like weight, and thou shalt make some, some, make it a perfume, a confection, after the art of the apocryphy, temperate together, pure and holy. And thou shalt beat some of it in very small, and put it before the testimony of the tabernacle of the congregation where I will meet with thee. 
it shall be unto you most holy. Now, let me, let me tell you something about the incense. The incense was supposed to be burned before the Lord every morning when Aaron came in to dress the lamps. The, he was supposed to light the incense. He was supposed to make sure that the incense was there burning. It was to burn all day long. In the evening, in the evening, when he would come to light the candlesticks, the incense was to burn all night long. So the incense was supposed to go up before the Lord continuously without stopping. It's supposed to burn in the morning and in the evening. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. David was going to worship the Lord at the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Your worship supposed to be like that. And sin, and sin is how he made you to the praise of his glory. He made you to glorify him in worship. And I, I looked at, but before I talk any more about that, I want to go back to the altar of incense. When he made the altar of incense, he said two sides. Well, the altar of incense had four sides. We started it at the first part. He talked about the 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 the, the cubit that it was. Uh, it was a four square, right? He said four square. But now he's talking about two sides. But as you as you begin to look into it. He's talking about it, the two rings. He said two rings. Now all the other furnishing, the 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 even the Ark of the Covenant had four rings, but the altar of incense only had two and two sides, and it was supposed to be under under the crown. Now not only is it under the crown, but it's supposed to be at the two sides. So that made it in the middle of one side that had two corners, two horns, one on each side, but the ring, the one ring was in the middle. And on the other side, since you're talking about two sides, we're talking about the ring have to be in the middle and it had to have a horn on one corner and a horn on the other. Now we got a the, the, the two crowns sitting in the middle of the sides of the altar of incense. But now it's supposed to have staves that was going to carry it. And what and I, I had a problem with it. Doctor, you know, it didn't make sense to me when I read it and when I looked at it and 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 from from the, the the every other piece of furniture that had staves had four rings. This only had two. And I thought if you pick it up, it wasn't balanced. If you pick it up, it'll start moving. If you walk with it, it will swing. But that was God's idea. God designed it like that so it could swing. But I didn't understand it. And when you don't understand something, ask questions. 
ask questions. And that's just what I do. I, I mean, I, I say, God, why is this? This don't make sense. And when you ask questions, he will answer. God will never volunteer information. But if you ask him, he's faithful enough to tell you what it's about. And then I, I looked at, I looked at, I looked at this and, and Paul was, and, and Paul in his teaching, he said, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. The same Paul said, the same Paul said, rejoice evermore. <laughs> rejoice. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What? That means I'm going to pick up the responsibility of praise. I am going to be responsible for praise coming out of my life because God has made us a praise of his glory. God has made us kings and priests. You are kings and priests. And now, as a priest, you're going to praise. Amen. You're going to worship. Yeah. As a priest, you're responsible to worship God. He made you for the praise of his glory. Yeah. And the thing I like about the Lord is that in Hebrews, the second chapter, the Lord said that in the midst of the congregation, will I sing praise. Amen. Now, so when we, when we begin to praise and worship God in a praise service when we're singing the songs, make no mistake about it, Jesus is singing with us. He said in the midst of the congregation will I sing praises to you. Y'all don't believe that. <laughs> Y'all don't, don't believe what I'm saying. <laughs> turn to Jesus. Turn to Hebrews, the second chapter, and verse nine. Second chapter of Hebrews. Second chapter of Hebrews. Hebrews, and we're not talking about coffee made by men. We're talking about the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2, <coughs> hallelujah, Hebrews 2 and verse 9, but we see Jesus who, were, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for, for whom are all things 
and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he that sanctified and they that are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praises to thee. Who was that talking? That was Jesus talking. He was, he was the one that was speaking here. But he said, in the midst of the church, I'm going to sing praises to thee. Now, when I look at the ingredients of the incense, we talked about stack tea, Annika, and galbanum with pure frankincense. Stack tea, Annika, and galbanum with pure frankincense. <laughs> Hallelujah, look at that. <laughs> stack, <laughs> stack tea, Annika, and galbanum with pure frankincense. But because I, I'm, I'm still trying to, to I, I want to I be correct in worship. I wanted to understand and know what worship, what, what I'm talking about, what I'm singing about, what I'm doing. If, if I'm going to do this for God, I'm not going to just do something humdrum or haphazardly or just, just sing and just to make something sound good. I want to know that I'm doing what he ordered and he ordered this. He said, you're going to make this. He wants you to make the incense. We're responsible to make the incense. And I know they did this in the naturally, but we got to do it continuously in the spirit. He wanted us to take stack tea. And so that drove me to the library, doctor, because I wanted to know, well, what are you talking about, stack tea? And and Annika and Galbanum, what are you, what in the world is this? This is the part of the Bible that we skip over to get to the good part. <laughs> now, now, ain't that right? I mean, you, you read something like this, you want to go past that because you don't understand what that's saying. Take unto thee stack tea and Annika and Galbanum with pure frankincense and all this kind of stuff. Now, you got to keep going to get to the good part. No, you're at the good part. Because this is what the Lord is saying for you to do. He wants you to take stack tea. So I had to go to the library to find out what are you talking about? What are you talking about stack tea? And stack tea is gum that comes from a tree. That sap that comes from a tea, from, from a tree. You could take that gum that comes from a tree and you could put it in the fire and it'll burn and it's got a very sweet smell. The, the difference between David and the children of Israel was this. David said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He said, more to be desired are they than Hallelujah. Sweeter also than honey and a honeycomb. Now, David, but the children of Israel, when, when, when the manna came down from heaven, it, it, it had the color of wafers and it had the taste of honey, right? 
David said, taste and see, it's, it's more to be desired than gold, yea, than much sand, fine gold, and sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. So the way David described it was just like it was when it, the manna came down from heaven. But the children of Israel took it and beat it and cooked it over again. And they began to call it manna, which means, what is this? Because when they cooked it over again, it had the taste of fresh oil. It had the taste of fresh oil. How would you like to how would you like to taste some manna that came down from heaven and you and you beat it and then you cook it over again and now it tastes like fresh oil? When David took it, he said, more to be desired than in gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and a honeycomb. He said it tastes like honey and a honeycomb. And they said, what is this? <laughs> tastes like fresh oil. Now, I, you know, I've tasted fresh oil. And the only thing that I know that fresh oil will do is give you diarrhea. <laughs> Am I right? Diarrhea is all you're going to get from fresh oil. You ain't going to get... I mean, but, 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 <laughs> now I want, I want to know what it's about. So the stacked tea, you come from the tree. And David said, blessed is the man that walked not in the counsel of the ungodly, not standing in the way of the sinners, but sitting in the seat of the scumper. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. That man will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's what God wants you to be like. He wants you to be like a tree. But you got to, you got to get into the word like David was. He meditated day and night. David got into the word. Why did he do that? Because he was a worshiper. If, a wor if you're going to be a worshiper, you got to get into the word. You got to begin. <laughs> they that know that God will be strong and do exploit. So if I'm a worshiper, if I'm going to be a worshiper, I got to get into the book and fall in love with the book. You, you could tell when a person is a worshiper, everybody he get around, I mean, he's contagious. I mean, the sticky glue is stuff. If you climb up a tree that got the sap running out of that tree, you, you, it's going to get all over your clothes. Everybody you come around, if you're a worshiper, everybody you come around, they, it, you, woo, what you're talking about is going to stick to them. It's going to get all over them. You can't help yourself. You can't shut your mouth. Woo! You can't, I can't shut my mouth. I mean, you, a worshiper is going to talk about the word. You can take him in any direction you want to. When you get through, he's going to be talking about this word. David said, taste and see that the Lord is good. So stack tea. The only way to get stack tea is to get a hold of this word. And never turn it loose until it starts leaking out of you. Stack tea will leak out of you 
if you get into it, you, you begin to fall in love with the word, it's going to leak out you. It's going to leak out in your conversation. It's going to be, and then, listen, now, it's, it said Annika. What in the world are you talking about, Annika? And then, and some of the things it said, you got to beat in small pieces. Well, Annika is found by the seashore. Annika is the shell that's by the seashore. You, if you walk, if you walk on the sand and see, you see all these shells around where where oysters and whatnot lived in that shell, right? You see shells all on, the, and you turn on one side, it, it looks really good. It's pearls, pearly looking on it. Am I right? Pearly looking on it, and the other side is ugly. <laughs> God wants you to take that shell. He said. You got to beat some of it into fine pieces, in small, very small pieces. So you get to take that shell. That shell represents you used to be in that sea. You used to be in that world. Now you're not, you're no longer in the world. You're no longer in the world. So he wants you to take that shell that you came out of. You came out of the world. You don't want to testify about that your time in the world, and that is not a testimony that will get people saved and pe people take, take what they used to be like in the world as something to talk about and to tell people all about. And then you talk about how much drugs you did and all this stuff, and then now you're saved. That's not a testimony. God wants you to break that junk up. And you know what, you do, what would happen? You try this. The next time you buy the seashell, get some shells and beat it into little pieces and put it in the fire, and you'll find out that it smells very, very good. Only if you break it up and burn it up. God don't want you to identify with that life anymore. You came out of the world. You're out of the world. Stop talking about the world. <laughs> so, so, so that's Annika, Stacti. Now we get Stacti. Now we get Annika. But then he talked about Galbanum. Now this, this, doctor, this, this part right here gave me a hard time because I couldn't find it nowhere. I went to library after library, and they couldn't, they couldn't tell me about Galbanum. And and then one librarian from from uh, Berkeley, Berkeley, she kept uh, she called me back and she said, I found Galbanum. I said I'm on my way. I jumped in the car and I ran. I got down to to the, the library. I went inside and here the lady was with the book. They showed me Galbanum and when she showed me Galbanum, my heart sunk. And I thought, oh no, because galbanum, you could galbanum is in a small shrub, uh, in broccoli. And I know because my wife have cooked broccoli, and it didn't smell good. Broccoli do not give off a sweet odor. And I thought, now I I I I I. I Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm going maybe I'm going overboard. I know I want to do it right. I, w I know I want to understand what God is saying, but broccoli? <laughs> so 
I was on my way. I was brokenhearted. I said, I said, and, and, and then, and when you get like that, the devil going to talk to you. Yeah, see, you thought you trying to get deep. And look where you at. <laughs> you, you, you out there, I want to live with broccoli. <laughs> but then I said, Lord, I did that thing again. I said, Lord, you got to tell me what you mean. And the Lord said, Suffering, sacrifice of praise, sacrifice of praise. I was able to understand there's a lot of time you can come in here and you've had a hard time. Maybe you had a, a, a rough time on your job. Maybe you had an argument in your home. Whatever it is, it got you to the place to where when you came to church and everybody was singing, you didn't feel like you had a reason. You felt like, I just, I can't, I can't worship this morning. Have you ever feel, felt like that? That I feel like I, I, I really can't worship this morning. I feel like I'd be taken away from the worship if I worship right now. The stuff that I'm going through. That, but the Lord said that's what he wanted. He wanted, it, it's, the, it's the stuff that makes the galbanum. When you feel like you don't have a reason to praise. You might not have a reason, but you don't have a right to not. You got to praise him because he's worthy. He's worthy of the best praise you can give him. He's worthy of the best worship, the best praise. And a lot of time, most of the time, the best Worship service is when somebody is going through a hard place and they, they, they lift their hands. They might be crying their eyes out. Everybody might, might know what they're going through. But this person is determined to give God the best that they have. I have never seen a worship service like a worship service like that because God shows up. He shows up. With Gal Benham is in the house. I saw Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown lost his doctor Christmas Day, Christmas morning. His, his daughter that had been battling from birth. And when she got 20 years old, or, uh, 18 or 20 years old, she passed away. But Rodney worshiped God in her passing away. That was the most beautiful picture of Gal Bantam that I had ever seen. He worshiped, he worshiped. He had something to give God that was Gal Bantam. That was Gal Bantam, that was a bitter, hard place. And yet, he didn't turn it against God. He turned it to God and gave his daughter as a, as a worship. To the Lord. That was the most awesome thing that I had ever witnessed. That was Gail Benham. Then that's pure frankincense. Remember we read? We read that the Lord said, in the midst of the congregation will I sing praise. How would he sing praise? Pure frankincense also come from a tree. <laughs> Hallelujah. It comes from a tree. 
And that tree has the most precious, most beautiful scent of all the ingredients you can find. From that tree, sap had to come out of that tree. Out that tree, Jesus had, had to put himself on that tree. Oh. Pray with me. On that tree, on that tree, he hung out on that tree. He suffered. They, they ridiculed him. They mocked him. They beat him unmercifully. I mean, the passion of Christ showed a little bit, but it was much more worse than that. But he did it so he could sing in the midst of the congregation. He had to have the pure, pure incense to go into the ingredients for worship. He said, in the midst of the congregation, I'm going to be in there with the congregation. The congregation is going to bring the stacks tea. They're going to be there to bring the arnica. They're going to be there to bring the galbanum. But I will bring the pure frankincense. Pure frankincense was his part. He had to come with the pure frankincense. It cost. It was the most costly ingredients of all. He had to pay for it with his life. But this was worship. He wanted to worship with us. He, he hung out for us so that he could hang out with us. He wanted to hang out with you. He wanted to be a part of the worship. He wanted to sing praises. He, in the midst of the congregation, will I sing praises? Back to the two rings, and back to the two rings, as, as, as the incense, the altar of incense began to swing like that. It swings continuously. It swings like that, and the incense is spreaded out. The incense is flowing from that, that swing continuously his praise shall continuously be in my mouth paul said pray without stopping without ceasing don't stop praying don't ever stop praying keep on praying and 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 as long as you're praying as long as you're singing as long as you're worshiping like that the incense the incense is being spreaded the incense is being spreaded. The incense, is, the job is getting done. I'm going to continuously, I'm going to continuously bring my part because the Lord, he has his part. Do, do you know, do you not know that the stack tea is one six? The arnica is one six. The galbanum is one six. But the pure frankincense is one half. So he's bringing one half by himself. And it take all of us together to bring the other part. And he want, he want to do it with us. He want to be in the worship service. So when you're in a worship service and you're praising, you want to praise with all your might. You want to praise with all your heart. You don't want to withhold nothing. You want to give him the best you got. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, 
Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Oh, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Oh, let me tell you, if you could just see the picture, if you could see the picture and you begin to get in the word because you, you really want to you really learn. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He wants us to learn. He wants us to know about him. He wants us to learn. He don't want us guessing about him. He wants he want to be close to you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. So therefore, I want to be a worshiper. I, I don't want to just sing to make myself sound good. And then I don't sound that good anyway. <laughs> Glory to God. But, but I, I sing because I love the Lord. And if I sing with all my heart, if I sing with the right spirit, and I sing with the anointing of God with me, if I be a praise of his glory, the Lord is going to sing with me. And something is going to happen. Chains are broken. Chains of abundance is broken when I worship with the Lord like that. When you worship with the Lord like that. Listen, there was a brother in Hawaii. You know, uh, uh, God told him, said, I want you to go up to the hospital. Take your guitar. Take your guitar. I want you to go to this hospital. This brother went up to the hospital with his guitar. And he went in this room where this, this sister she was in a coma, and he sit there in that room, and he closed his eyes, and he began to worship. He began to play and sing praise songs to the Lord. And he heard a commotion, and he opened his eyes, and the sister that was in a coma was walking around, and the doctors was following her. And they, <laughs> And he panicked and he said, go get back in the bed. <laughs> and the doctor said, no, don't get out of the bed. She just came out of a coma. And while this was happening, they heard another commotion. A man that was in a coma was walking up the hallway because he heard this singing. The power of God will move if you really worship. If you give your life in worship, I dare you, I double dog dare you with two dogs. If you, if you worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. If you worship him in spirit and in truth. God will show up in the worship. God will show up in the worship. God will show up in the worship. Woo! Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Being with Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, I've, I've, I've witnessed a lot of things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you, and then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end. I, I, I pray, I hope that on tomorrow, that I be able to lay hands on, on many of you to do an impartation service. And believe me, believe me, that is really real, that's really true. And I would delight, I would love to be able to impart to this congregation. I know you're under a man of God that's a real man of God. Amen, amen, amen. amen.
And I felt the glory when I walked in the place. Before I came close to him, I could feel the anointing. Feel the anointing in this place like that. Amen. Amen. And, 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 but I, I want to share something with you that happened to me. When, when I, when I, before I got with Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, I, I did not believe in this sort of thing. I didn't. I didn't. I was, I was taught against it, but I had, I had two body shops in Oakland. And from my house, I lived in San Ramon, from my home to my body shop, I listened to Hank Hendergraff. Hank Hendergraff was a man that certainly didn't believe in Rodney Howard Brown. But he said a lot of things. And then he, I found out after I got with Rodney Howard Brown, some of the, some of the tricks that he was playing. And Rodney Howard Brown would say stuff like, say, you hear, you hear preachers say this. Well, Hank Hendergraff will, will take that and make it look like Rodney said it, and he meant it, and it wasn't. I didn't know until after I got with Rodney Howard Brown, because Hank Hendergraff would play stuff on the radio like that. And you hear Rodney, I said, well, if that's the way you feel, I don't want to listen to this, yeah? You know, but that wasn't the way it was at all. But let me, let me tell you short, the short version of what happened to me. I, I, I I went to uh, Toronto because some brothers made me go to Toronto. They bought my tickets and, and, they, and they paid for my hotel and they said, if you don't go with us to Toronto, we will never play golf with you again. <laughs> and then, so, I mean, I, that was fighting dirty, but, but they got my attention. So I went to Toronto and as I went to Toronto, I mean, I, and I had the church to pray for me because I said, I, I, I'm, I totally been, have been against this, but if, if it is God, you have to pray for me because I want, I want to be able to receive. If this is God, I want to be able to receive what God is doing. So they agreed to pray. The first service came, and then after the, the worship, after the worship was, by the way, one of the great worship, greatest worship services I've seen was from a person that I saw was a true worshiper. It was this lady. She was worshiping. I've never seen nobody worship like this lady. I tell you, I promise you, she was the best worshiper that I had ever seen. And I told these brothers, I said, I went up to the worship team. I said, who is that lady that was standing standing over on this side? He said, oh, that's Sister so, so, uh, whatever her name was. And so, I said, I've never seen nobody worship her. They said, yeah, we keep her because she is a worshiper. But her microphone is not on <laughs> because she cannot sing <laughs> at all. She can't carry a tune in a bucket. But it meant more to me there because I saw a person that the tune was not coming out right in her mouth, but it was coming out correctly from her heart. She was worshiping the Lord with all of her might. I mean, never the... <laughs> Glory to God. Now, now, now listen, I'm, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to put it on, on, on the fast speed. So... so if you're missing the nut, you got you to get the tape and play it back in slow motion so you can get it, 
everything I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> Any, anyway, I, I goes to the service and everything. And, and the first night I'm in this service, I was they have it where you you put your toe on the line, and they 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 dismiss and you go to different rooms. I went to this room and I'm standing up there. I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with somebody. My toes on the line and I'm praying with all my might. Oh God, please forgive me. If this is you, I want to receive it. I want to receive it. I, I, please forgive me if I was against it and it was you. Please forgive me. And as they were coming down, they began to lay hands on people to feel, feel, fire, fire. Now, now they did the same thing Rodney did. Feel, feel, because he got it from Rodney. Feel, feel, fire, fire. Now, when they came to me and they touched me and they went down the line and my heart sank because I felt like I had grieved the Holy Spirit and he had not touched me. But when I opened my eyes, I was looking up at the lights and I, I felt the floor beside me. I did not feel nobody catch me. I didn't feel myself falling. I didn't feel none of that. But I knew that I was flat on my back and the Holy Ghost was the one that did it. And now, and now I really feel good in my <laughs> I really feel good. I felt the I, I felt sweet in my spirit. I felt the anointing of God. I did not break out in laughter. I didn't have the joy, but I felt all right. I felt all right because I knew God had really touched me. And I knew that this was really real. That Thursday, this this guy, this young guy came down the aisle. He walking down the aisle, and as he walked down the aisle, he got to me and he fell over on me, and he was all on top of me, and I'm trying to get him off of me. And when I finally got him off of me, you know, and so I went up the aisle. And as I go up the aisle, because I want to go to the tape nook, I wanted to go to the tape nook to get this song that the worship team had sung. It was an old traditional song, but the way they sung it, it was powerful. And I wanted that song. But as I'm going up the aisle to the tape nook, people begin to look at the tape nook and point at me and they was laughing. And I thought, I'm causing this disturbance. So I turned to walk away. And when I turned to walk away, there were these brothers that had paid my way. They said, are you going back to the hotel? I said, yes. They said, are you going to drive? I said, no. This is good, because if you would, we would walk. <laughs> and I thought, where did that come from? I, and, and I said, I'm fine, brothers, I'm fine. They said, sure you are. They said, sure you are. So they brought the truck around, and these brothers grabbed me, and they taken me to, to, the, to the van. So I'm saying, brothers, I'm fine. They said, sure you are. And, I, and then and they put me in the van. And the meanwhile, I'm sitting behind. I'm sitting behind this brother's wife, and then she's flopping around like a dish rag. And I said, "Brothers, I'm fine. That's sure you are." They weren't paying no attention to her. They they told me, "Sure I am." So when we got to the hotel, they get out of the van, come around and grab me. Now it's getting ridiculous. So I said, brothers, I'm fine. They said, sure you are. 
So we get in the hotel and everything. We go up the elevator. We get off on my floor. So I got off the elevator. The elevator stopped at my floor. I get off the elevator, and I'm walking down there, down there, the hall, going to my room, and I heard footsteps behind me, and I turn around. I said, brother, this is ridiculous. I'm fine. They said, sure you are. So they said, do you mind telling us what room you're in? I said, I'm in 1022. They said, you mind showing us your room key? Not at all. Pull my key out there. 1022. They said, that's your room, all right. But when I put my key back in my pocket, I put my hand back on the floor. I had been crawling. I could not tell I was crawling. I thought I was walking upright. I thought I was looking people eyeball to eyeball like this here. And I'm crawling and think I'm walking. And that's when the joy hit me. I was drunk. I was really, really drunk and I laughed all night long. That's when I got the joy. That's when I got the job. But when Rodney, when I when I got with Rodney Howard Brown, I stayed drunk. The first time he laid hands upon me, I was drunk. The next night he laid, the next day, every service I was drunk. I was crawling around on the floor. If you wanted to find me, I was not sitting in a chair anywhere. I was on the floor. I knew where the chewing gum was on the floor, on the carpet. I was drunk. I was drunk in every service. I was drunk. Right now, Brown carried me around the world drunk. He never did. He, do you know that he never did rent me a car? Because he figured I couldn't make it. And he was right. There was always somebody taking me back to the hotel. <laughs> and I didn't argue about I'm fine. My <laughs> brothers, I'm fine. I didn't never say that no more because I was drunk. I knew, I, and I knew I was drunk. I knew I was drunk, and I felt good about being drunk. I was drunk on purpose. <laughs> I enjoyed the joy of the Lord. I enjoyed the wine of the Spirit. I was drunk. I was drunk. I'm going to tell you one more thing that happened to me. In one service, in one service, Ted Shuttlesworth, Rodney, Rodney told Ted Shuttlesworth to do the service, and he said, only if you leave Pastor McCurdy with me. So Rodney said, and he was going, I think, to Australia, and I really wanted to go. But he said, you love me? I said, yeah. He said, I want you to stay. I need you to stay with this pastor. I said, all right, I will. So... In, in one of the services, he, he had me sing this song, <laughs> Fresh Wind. I sung Fresh Wind, and he had me keep, keep singing it over and over again. At the end of the song, I, I don't know how many times, but he had prayed for everybody in the place. And he was soaking wet. And he told, he told uh, Don Johnson, the brother that, that, that's, uh, that, uh, be with him, and and, and he's he's uh, and he, he told him to go get Pastor McCurdy. 
standing right there. So I came and I stood there. I stood there. When he got there, he, when he got to me, he turned. He said, "He said, Pastor McCurdy, I'm saturated." And he fell over on me, wringing wet with sweat. And you know what? And I didn't break out in joy or nothing. I felt good. I felt really. I felt sweet in my spirit. I felt the presence of God. And and that was fine. And I w walked out to my car and everything. I sit down in my car, and I looked around at people walking through the parking lot. I felt really good, and didn't feel didn't feel nothing spectacular had happened. But I I did feel the, the peace, the wonderful presence of Jesus. And then I st I started. I said, well. I'll just go home. And that's when joy broke out. Because the keys would not fit in the steering wheel because I was sitting in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk. Ah. I am guilty. I was drunk. Now that was, that, I am drunk. I, oh my God. You're talking about drunk. Now that was drunk. You're sitting in the back seat getting ready to drive. You're drunk. You're drunk. If you're ever sitting in the back seat to drive, you know you are really drunk. I was drunk. I was drunk. I was drunk. Peter said, these are not drunk as you suppose. But he didn't say they wasn't drunk. He said, not as you suppose. I wasn't drunk as you supposed, but I was drunk. Drunk. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you to the doctor. Doctor, I'm gonna turn it over in your hand. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.